You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hello, welcome to Getting Mindful with Megan. I am so glad you guys are here. We feel like this topic of scarcity versus abundance is pretty spot on for what the whole world is going through right now with, you know, the whole coronavirus situation. (laughs) And you guys, I'm excited because I have a guest on the podcast today. I have my sister-in-law, Tylee, with me, and I'm so excited because she is a great example of someone who really stays in an abundant mindset and shifts back into an abundant mindset. And we have conversations about this topic all the time. So I thought it would be really fun to have her on and you guys can just like listen to us chat about this topic, scarcity versus abundant mindset. So the other thing that kind of propelled me into asking Tylee to come on the podcast is I was sitting outside and I was working on my my website for Getting Mindful with Megan and I was sitting outside my mother-in-law's house and she had the window open and I heard Tylee inside and she was talking to my other sister-in-law. My other sister-in-law was like, I have no bread. (laughs) She's like living the Corona life, you know, and she's like, I have no bread. And Tylee just immediately was like, I have bread in the freezer. Go get it. You can have it. It's totally fine. I'm going to make sourdough bread. Like she's giving her store-bought bread away without even thinking. She had no thought. It was just like, I could just tell. She just was like, of course, take it. And <laughs> and so that she has to make her own sourdough bread, <laughs> which she probably loves because she's like homemaker central. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, I just thought it was such a good example of an abundant mindset. And I wanted you guys to be able to hear from her and hear what her mind does and how she goes back into abundance. And so I'm excited that she's here. So say what's up, Tylee. What's up, guys? (laughs) The first thing we want to talk about is we want to explain to you guys the difference between scarcity and abundance. So I'll say what I think. Tylee would probably chime in and say what she thinks. (laughs) To me, scarcity is feeling like there's not enough. It's that feeling of lack. It's grasping towards the next thing. It feels like rushed Mm -hmm. and it feels um, really restrictive and frantic and heavy and stressful. Honestly, today when my sister needed bread, I... I guess I have so many good examples around me all the time. Like Megan is always like, if you're ever hungry, you come over to my house and I'll feed you. And I, you know, being around, I live in my mother-in-law's basement right now. And she always is so willing to, you know, help and just take care of us. And being around those types of people that are so abundant all the time, it just fills me up. And I want to help more. I want to help. I want to help people get into that abundant mindset. I want to just give all I have. And when you are in that mindset, I feel like the more you want to give totally. and the more you want to help. It just people. like flows freely. Like you just start keep doing it, and keep moving into it. Honestly, I thought like worst case scenario, <laughs> we all run out of food. <laughs> I got some, I got a big thing of beans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just eat beans for real. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. And then abundance. Abundance feels the exact opposite of scarcity. It feels like love. Um, it feels like not rushed. Like everything's just like right on time. Yeah. It feels flows freely. I feel like it's very expansive. It feels mm-hmm. like lo- lots of like creation and like that type of energy, like creative energy comes from an abundant mindset. Yes. There's always more 
would be the mindset. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You add to abundance. What's that story of? You should tell that story of that lady in the scriptures. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Basically, I, yeah, Tylee will tell it because guys, I, this is like we're not scriptorians. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody in gospel doctrine on here, just please bear with me. <laughs> Fast forward now. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, <laughs> tell it. It's about Jesus. So basically, this guy goes to this lady's house. And she has one more meal for her family. So she has a little bit of bread or a little bit of grain and water. And she only has enough for one more meal. And he basically asks her, can I please eat with you? And I bet she's probably thinking, well, <laughs> I barely have enough for me and my family. And anyway, she she agrees to feed him knowing that that will be her last meal, and then she's basically going to die because they're starving. And then he leaves, and her grain fills up, and her oil fills up, and everything she needs to make her family food. And I think that's the perfect example of abundance, because when we give, not expecting anything in return, that is abundance. Totally. And it feels so free. Is that the word? It's freedom. Freedom. It just feels like freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, Abundance feels expansive, like freedom. And it feels like it takes what you have and makes it enough. Yes. Right? Good. Okay. So we were talking before we got on the podcast and we were talking about how there's different types of scarcity that we fall into. And a lot of times I think we think of scarcity as like money scarcity. We often Mm -hmm. associate scarcity and abundance with money and wealth. But I think there's a lot more different ways that scarcity creeps into our life. I think we see it with time. We hear about time scarcity where we feel like there's not enough time or that we can't get everything done that we want to get done in the amount of time there is. We see it when we um, are in relationships. I think there's relationship scarcity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's love scarcity. Like there's not enough love in the world. There's not enough love from our spouse. We need more to be fulfilled. I think we see it with money. There's not enough money. There's not enough things. There's not enough... um, Toilet paper. Toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Toilet paper. Totally. So I think that... I think that there are different ways that we see scarcity start to slip into our lives. So I want to first talk, we're going to, we're going to dive into like relationship and like love scarcity because Tylee and I both have some experiences (laughs) with this one. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a really funny story. So one day my husband and I got into a little quarrel. (laughs) We got into a little fight. I'm not even going to tell you what happened because I don't want you to judge him. (laughs) Just kidding. You would judge me. So anyway, so, so Colton and me got in a little fight and I was legit so mad, like shaking mad. I was like, I remember saying to him, you're a psychopath. (laughs) As I'm like screaming, you're a psychopath. I'm probably the psychopath. But anyways, and then we had to go to St. George. And so I was like, so mad at him. I'm like shaking. We're like in the car. Kids are asleep in the backseat. And I'm just sitting there like so pissed off at him. And he's pretty mad too, which he never gets mad. So this was weird. And, but he's like, don't call me a psychopath probably. And so I got 
out a notebook as I do often. And I started writing in my notebook and I decided to write out my thoughts. I I actually wrote out a prayer and I was like, yo, dear heavenly father, I'm going to need some help with this one. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to change my thoughts into something nice without some serious help right now, because right now I am mad at him. And the reason I was mad at him is he wanted me to do something and I didn't do it. And and then he got frustrated. Right. And so then I was mad that he was frustrated. So cheers Mm -hmm. to stupid marital (laughs) fights. (laughs) Anyways, and then, so I write that out in my journal and I say like, please help me to realign my thoughts to be more in alignment with yours. And all of a sudden the thought comes into my mind. I wrote it on the paper and it was, there is an abundance of love. You do not need to grasp for Colton's. And it was just like, Oh, it was exactly what I needed to hear because I realized in that moment that I was just wanting Colton's love. More of it. I need more. There's not enough. That was the mentality I had. There's not enough. And once I recognized that there's an abundance of love within me from God, from the universe, from your highest self, whatever you believe in. Once I realized like I had all the love I need then all the love that Colin had to give me was enough. So for me, that was just such a big like eye-opening experience was recognizing that there's enough love. Like I don't need to grasp for anybody's love. If somebody's judging you or doesn't like what you're doing or you're fighting with your husband and he's annoyed with you or whatever it is, it's okay because like there's enough love. And it, that was just like an eye-opening experience for me. I think you have some like that too, well, don't you, Ty? The funny thing is, is right after you had that experience, me and you talked and <laughs> kind of the same thing. I was, I kind of had just had it <laughs> with my sweet husband. And what caused this was expectations. I set unrealistic expectations and you expect or I expected my husband to be able to read my mind and be able to just do what I expected just because that's what I had in my mind. And I talked to Megan about it and I was honestly trying to get to a place of love. I was trying to do my best. I was trying to get to a place where I could feel love. And it was when I started to let go of those expectations and that's when I felt better is when I, I let go that those expectations because I already had enough. Just kind of what Megan just said is when you realize that you have an infinite amount of worth and love within yourself already, you don't need to go grasping and going, I don't have enough love when it already comes. I believe it comes from our Heavenly Father, but... Whatever it is where you feel your worth is, that's where you can reach to to feel better. <laughs> totally, totally. And I love like just like what you said about expectations right there, like like dropping expectations for people. Mm-hmm. It takes away like this need for people to show up a certain way. And once you get rid of that need, you can just have what there already is. It's such a blessing, right? Like dropping manuals. Like we have manuals for how people should behave Mm -hmm. and it's always according to our needs. Well, what if you just show up for yourself? What if you recognize like I need love right now and you give yourself the love? And like you said, everything else that you get 
is a blessing. You don't need a certain thing from anybody and everything else that you get from somebody, all the love or anything else you get from somebody is just a bonus. Totally. And I have to chime in right here and say, we're not saying that if you're like in an abusive relationship or anything crazy like that, that you shouldn't be like, you know, setting boundaries and leaving things and stuff like that. It's not like that. But what we're saying is like letting people be exactly where they're at and accepting them exactly where they're at is abundance in practice. Yeah. I really believe it is. You can set boundaries <laughs> and let people be exactly where they're at and even accept where they're at simultaneously. So yeah. just know we're not saying like have no expectations and stay in crappy situations. Like that's not yeah. that's not the basis of this, but I I kind of mean expectations in I expect my husband to be this and this and this and this and this. And then I don't appreciate when he only shows up with two of those things. Yeah, totally. Isn't that so funny? Okay, I have a really dumb story. So the other day, okay, so I have like cut out sugar out of my diet completely. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I didn't want to tell you guys this because in my first podcast, I'm like, I eat meat, you know, but I also (laughs) cut out meat and dairy (laughs) for a little bit. I'm like experimenting. I'm trying different things, you know. Anyway, so I cut out sugar, meat, dairy, white flour. And the other day I was sitting in the car with my husband and I'm like eating a baby carrot, which if you know me, like I'm like, I love to dip (laughs) food (laughs) and I wasn't even dipping it. Like I was just eating baby carrots, which is just not my normal thing. (laughs) And so I'm like eating it. And I literally just had this thought, like, this is so good. Like this carrot is delicious. Mm -hmm. And It's so filling. And I realized like in that moment, like I have been like dropping into scarcity a lot lately the last couple weeks. And I realized like once we get rid of all the expectations, all the things we think we need, like I thought I need dip to make a carrot good. Yeah. I thought I needed sugar to like make the strawberry better or whatever, you know, (laughs) I thought I needed all these things. But once I got rid of all those things that I thought that I needed, Mm -hmm. I could actually just enjoy the carrot and actually be fulfilled by it. Because you had no expectations. Because there was no expectations there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really powerful part of scarcity versus abundance is letting go of expectations and recognizing that it's not in your control. Stop trying to control everything around you, right? (laughs) It's just like with all this coronavirus crap that's going on. It's like everyone's trying to control everything that's going on. Not everybody. That was a blanket statement. (laughs) There are a lot of people who are trying to control. I think that comes from a scarce mindset. Yeah. I read this quote today. Oh, it was so good. It said, fear says what if and faith says even if. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. So I wanted to share that with you guys. So I have an example of that. Me and my husband are living in my mother-in-law's basement while he finishes up school. And... With all this coronavirus stuff going on, he can't go into a job right away, which he was planning on, and we have to wait a few months. And he was pretty disappointed. I mean, he's really excited to get to work. And the first thing that came to my mind was, crap, what are we going to do? And then I kind of sat there and I let myself think for a second. And I had all of these crap, what are we going to do? Thoughts. And then all of a sudden I had a even if thought, like 
even if he doesn't get a job, I know that we're going to be taken care of. I know that the worst case scenario is we keep living in my mother-in-law's basement and we're perfectly fine. And so I had that. I had all of those scarcity thoughts in my brain, but I had to choose to go with the abundant one. I had to go with the even if thought, if that makes sense. Totally. (laughs) And I think that this is so important to point out. I think this is so important to point out with this topic. We think things are facts in our brains. Like we think our thoughts that we think are facts, Mm -hmm. but they are not facts. We get to choose our thoughts. The fact is the circumstance. The circumstance is his work called him and said, we're going to have to push your training back a month because of coronavirus, right? Yeah. That was the circumstance. So many of us would have been like, oh, I had the worst thing happen. This isn't good. I'm not going to be able to work for a month. And that would have been the fact in our brain. That would have felt like a fact. Like this isn't good would have felt like a fact. Oh, yeah. But it's not the fact. The fact is just simply that her husband got a call that said, we will push your training back one month. And then the money comes in and they get to choose exactly how they think about it. And they get to choose right then. Am I going to choose scarcity, which is what are we going to do? What if we have to live here for so much longer? What if, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what if we don't make money faster? Like, this is so hard. Or they can choose like, okay, like this is part of the plan for us. Mm -hmm. They can choose abundant thoughts, thoughts like things work exactly the way they're supposed to. This timing is correct. I trust God and I trust the process. And I think it's important for you guys to know that I do go into that scarcity mindset, but what I've learned is when I'm in that mindset, I get to choose whether I want to change it or not. I get to choose to change that thought, and it might take 50 times of changing that thought to everything's going to be okay, we're going to be taken care of, and it takes a constant Before it's like solidified in your brain. Yeah. Before your brain's like, okay, I believe this 100%, right? Like you have to keep reminding yourself that abundant thought because that scarcity thought is always going to try to creep in and you almost have to like smash it every time with that abundant thought. Totally. And like what this, what's happening in your brain, you guys, is you have these neural pathways in your brain and your brain is efficient. So it's like if you're used to dropping over into scarcity, your brain's just going to do that naturally. But like I think what Tylee's kind of developed is this ability to... It's her first reaction, her first neural pathway that her brain wants to go into is abundance. And that's because she's over and over and over again created that pathway in her brain. And Does, if you constantly have to work on it, though, even me, I'm like totally always having to work on that. I think that this is kind of the point of life. Yeah. Is working like is this right? Like yeah. choosing these thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. So something that I wanted to talk about was. What I'm learning in my life is that like once you're okay with what you have, anything extra is a gift. And I believe like the universal energy law, God's law, whatever you want to call it, is that when you're in abundance, you are blessed with more. Yes. So it's so like almost like paradoxical because it's like once you're okay with exactly what you have, God's like, let me give you more. But once you're like, I need more, he's like, 
crap, now I can't bless you. <laughs> I I want to. I want to give you everything, like, right? Like, I feel like, and I feel like the universe, like, when you think of it in that energy way, it's like it wants to give you all those things, but we block it with this scarcity. Mm-hmm. We block those blessings of more and abundance when we choose to sit in the opposite thoughts of scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. So I have like a little exercise that helps me get back into an abundant mindset. This is what I like to do. I want you guys to do this too. So like if you're able to grab a pen or write it on your phone or whatever, I want you to think of 10 things right now that you want really bad. And I want you to think of them. And then I want you to look at your list and I want you to tell me, is there anything on that list that you already have? Because this is what often happens when I've done this um, exercise with people. Usually what happens is we write a bunch of stuff that we don't have. Like I want a boat and I want a bigger house and I want, you know, my kids to be in school right now because it's coronavirus time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just like we, we want all of these things we don't have. But what if you started looking for things that you really, really want that you already have? Like for an example... I'm pregnant and I have a healthy little baby in there, I think is what I've been told. <laughs> and that's something I want. I want a healthy baby. I want to be pregnant right now. I want that really bad. If I lost my baby, I would be devastated. So right now I want that. Is that what I'm focused on or am I focused on like, I just want this baby to get out of me so that I can enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? And so I want you guys to make that list and then I want you to make one that includes things that you already have. Like if you didn't have your iPhone, would you want it? I think like these crises that we're in, like that we're the one we're experiencing right now, we're realizing like, oh, I want toilet paper. Oh, I want bread. You know, <laughs> like there's things that we never realized that we have could have so much gratitude for. Mm-hmm. We we stop recognizing how much we want things unless we pay close attention to how much we want them. And so I actually think I like to think of these experiences that we're all going through with like the coronavirus stuff as a gift because it's an opportunity to recognize all the things that are important that we really want Mm -hmm. in our life. How blessed we are. How blessed we are. And so what that exercise is going to do once you start wanting the things you already have is it's going to like put you into like overdrive abundance and it will shift you back into abundance. And it helps me so much when I start to feel scarce. It's like. Sometimes I get time scarcity. It's kind of my thing (laughs) I'm working on. And what I've been trying to do is recognizing that if I didn't have legs, I would have way less time to do the things that I'm wanting to do. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much time. I, I have hardly anything getting in my way when it comes to time. It's just your perspective and how you look at it. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. The ironic thing about time scarcity is every time I get into time scarcity, I start to freak out and do nothing (laughs) because I have time scarcity, which is ironic because you want more time and then you give yourself less time because I'm sitting in the corner freaking out about not having enough time. Spinning in (laughs) thoughts. And that's what's funny about all scarcity, I think, is like with the relationship thing, like I just want love. How do you act when you're grasping for love? 
you're horrible to be around. Yeah. No one wants to be with someone who's mad at them because they didn't like, like get them a good enough birthday present or something like no one wants to get you a good birthday present when you're mad at them because you you know like people want to be around they want to give love to people who appreciate it Mm -hmm. even the little bits you give and time same thing it's funny but we all do it sometimes I have this friend let's call her Sally (laughs) and She has always been so positive about her relationship. She always tells me how much she loves her husband and how much he spoils her and how much he means to her. And she I've never heard her say one negative thing about her husband. And I've always thought, man, their relationship is perfect. What is wrong with my relationship? But then I started as I'm around them more, I realized that neither of them are perfect. She is just choosing to have abundant thoughts about him. She's choosing to nurture him and to love him just the way he's showing up, which ironically makes him show up more because she's loving him so much. And I thought that was so amazing because, yeah, she just has such abundant thoughts towards him that the relationship is perfect in her eyes because... She's always choosing the abundant thought, not the scarcity thought. I love it. It's so good. Okay, you guys. So I have some ideas. Me and Tylee came up with some ideas on how to switch back. So like, let's say you're in scarcity because like you guys, we all drop into this sometimes, like all the time. I mean, like this is like a pretty regular thing over here. So what is number one, the first thing that you do if you are in a scarcity mindset. I would say the first thing you do is just recognize that this is part of the human experience and Mm -hmm. it's okay and you don't need to judge yourself. And you can just say like, oh, look, this is funny. I'm thinking that there's not enough when there is totally enough, right? Mm -hmm. And then what Tylee said is what she does, she told me this a minute ago, is that she first of all gets really aware of what's going on in her brain, mm-hmm. really aware of the thoughts, right? Yeah, the good and the bad. You have to, we're always going to have scarcity thoughts in there and we're going to ha- always have abundant thoughts floating around in our, our brains and we get to choose which one to hold on to and which one to let go and kind of keep trying to kick that scarcity thought out of there so you can hold on to the abundant one. Totally. So when she told me that earlier, I was like, yeah, you just make a decision. And it's really funny because we like to like spin an indecision. We're like, well, is it true or what? Like all it is, is a choice. Mm -hmm. And we have agency. We get to choose our thoughts. Yeah. So it's not the circumstance that is scarce. Like often we're like, oh, there's there's scarcity at the grocery store, right? And your brain wants to be like, yeah, that's 100% true. But compared to what, you guys? Like, is the store bare? Yeah, but compared to like the farmer's market that has one vendor at it, it's pretty good. Like, there's actually a lot there, right? So Mm -hmm. like, it's all how you choose to look at it and you just have to make a decision. You choose the thought by making a decision. So what thought do you want to think? And recognize, you guys, that the abundance thought always brings the blessing and the reward and the joy and the happiness and the scarcity thought brings stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and and honestly, just heavy heaviness. Mm -hmm. So you get to choose. You make the decision, right? 
Okay. Number three is we decided that you have to be really careful not to judge yourself for slipping into those opposite thoughts because I think that's just part of life is that we do this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we grasp for people's love. (laughs) Sometimes we grasp for more money. Sometimes we freak out and hoard stuff and money and things and we we don't want to share and that is okay. This is part of being a human. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to create these abundant patterns in our brain and it gets easier as you continually do it. So like what Tylee was saying, we choose a thought, we make the decision and we believe the thought. So for example, like Tylee told me earlier today, I think hopefully I get this right. Tylee told me that with her husband getting that call, her thought was just like, God's in control. Mm -hmm. Was that the thought? What was it? Something like that. God's in control and... I surrender to his will. Yeah. That was her thought. It was like, I surrender to God's will. And her brain wanted to be like, yeah, but are you going to have to like do all this stuff that you don't want to do? Right. And then she's like, yeah, but I surrender to God's will. Mm -hmm. And she just kept shifting back over into that thought. And I know you guys like everything I'm teaching you is like the same thing over and over. But it really is. It's it's just repetition and making those habits and those neural pathways in your brain. And it is work. Like that's the thing. There's no like quick fix. Like, how do I have an abundant mindset? It's like, well, you have to be aware of your thoughts and then you have to choose the thought that you want to believe. Right now, I'm working on just accepting that everything works right on time. Because right now I've been really wanting things to move faster. (laughs) I want to get to the goal faster. And I know a lot of you guys are trying to work towards goals. And so you might resonate with this. Like, I just want things to happen faster. And right now, my thought that I keep telling myself every time I start to freak out is everything happens right on time. Everything happens right on time. And I'm starting to believe it. And what happens, you guys, is as you start saying that thought over and over in your brain, your brain is going to find evidence for it. Your brain will find evidence for anything you want to believe. So if you want to believe that your husband should love you better, you will find all the reasons why and how he should. But if you want to believe that he loves you the exact way he should, you will find all the evidence for it. It's same with me and my goal thing. If I want to believe that things happen right on time, I'm finding evidence for why that's true because I'm choosing to believe that thought. Does that make sense? Good. Okay, so we're almost done here. I hope you guys have learned a little bit about scarcity versus abundance. This is what I want to end with, and I'll let Tylee throw in whatever she's got going. I think this is really important. And why I think it's important is because... I believe that we create the life we want by thinking certain thoughts. And if you are thinking scarce thoughts, you will create scarcity in your life. And if you are thinking abundant thoughts, you will create abundance in your life. And so I want to challenge you guys. Next time you start to feel heavy, or stressed, or that feeling of rush, franticness, um, when you start feeling that scarcity slip in, I want you to take a minute and I want you to 
slow your brain down, maybe get a journal out. That always helps me and write out your thoughts. And I want you to find the one that looks like scarcity, the one that's fueling those feelings. It's usually something like there's not enough of this or I want this now. And I want you to really try to figure out how you can find gratitude in the moment right now. How can you find gratitude? Abundance is just gratitude on steroids. And so we want to get into that gratitude. We want to find the thoughts that bring gratitude. I trust God. He always shows up for me. That's one that automatically I'm like, yeah, like feels good, you know, or, or I want already what I already have. I'm so grateful for this carrot. It's so filling and it tastes so good. You know, I don't even need the dip. And then the funny thing is, is that then God's like, let me bless you with the dip. (laughs) It's just how it works. It's so crazy. So Tylee, is there anything you want to add to the end of this podcast? So I kind of wanted to explain how I really got into the abundant mindset. So I mean, with really good friends and a lot of help, I started to realize my worth. And that was the first step. I started to realize my worth and that I already am loved. I don't need to go searching for love because I'm already loved perfectly. And I started to realize that I can surrender to God's will and that I do trust God or you know, whatever you trust and just have that, you know, faith and trust. And then I just, I guess I started to believe that I started to just like pound that into my brain that I'm already loved. And I started to feel my worth. And then that made me start to believe the abundant thought and be able to choose those abundant thoughts rather than the scarcity thoughts. So (laughs) I love it. Once we realize that there is nothing that can take away our worth Mm -hmm. or that love and that energy from God or the universe, I think that that's when life gets really good. That's when we're like in abundance. You know what I mean? And you can push out the scarcity when you really believe that. But if you don't really believe that, I feel like that's just your foundation. That is everything. That's what you really have to believe and rely on to be able to really put abundance to place in your life. And how crazy is this, you guys? I didn't even think about this, but one of like, I think the biggest tools that um, like Satan or whatever you believe in, ego, whatever uses is you're not enough. Oh, yeah. You're not enough, which is scarcity over you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you. So if you're having thoughts like you're not e- that I'm not enough, I want you just to dive deep in to understanding your worth mm-hmm. and that it's infinite and it doesn't matter what you do or how you show up or anything. It's just yours. Mm-hmm. And same with love. There's enough love. There's enough worth. You are everything you need to be. And there is enough on this earth for all of us. And we're all level. We all have the same amount of worth. There's not one person that has more worth than you. We're all the same. And that's abundance. <laughs> totally. I had such an epiphany the other day. I was 
recognizing I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and they talk about like up leveling your life or up leveling yourself. And I realized that I was thinking I was making that mean that there are people who are higher, like above me. And I was like grasping, trying to like up level to them. And I realized that that's not true. I think that everybody's worth is equal and the same. And I think everybody's just doing their best and doing your best is how you up level. Mm -hmm. You just grow at your own speed. I don't think there's levels of greatness. I think that you just grow and Mm -hmm. growing is what's great. So, okay, this podcast is getting long, so we're going (laughs) to let you guys go. Please subscribe, leave me a review. And I love you guys. (laughs) Um, Thank you for sharing this with all of your friends. I'm so grateful you guys tune in and listen every week. You guys are the bomb. I hope that everybody stays healthy and has all the food that they need. I believe that you will. There is an abundance on earth and we can all take care of each other. Thanks. See you guys.